This episode of the Bamboo Pastors Podcast has been brought to you by the Growth Center for Church and Mission. The Growth Center has established the Entrepreneurial Ministry Leader, a ministry ecosystem which brings together pastors, ministry leaders, and marketplace leaders who are finding creative ways to utilize their faith and their talents to bring the gospel to the cities and communities they live in. Check them out at thegrowthcenter.com. Welcome to the Bamboo Pastors Podcast, a podcast that explores the joys and challenges of being an English-speaking pastor in a Chinese church. I'm Jalen Chan, and I'm here with my co-host, John Mon. Hey, everyone. Together, we host the Bamboo Pastors Podcast. We're glad that you're here with us. Come on in and have a seat at the table. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Bamboo Pastors Podcast. I am here, as always, with my friend and co-host, John. John, how are you doing? Good to see you. Hey, Jalen. It's good to see you, too. Um, this is a little bit abnormal for us. We are actually recording in the middle of the day right now. I won't say what day it is um, so we don't get in trouble, but I think this should be okay since we're just taking a little lunch break here. <laughs> That's right. But um, yeah, we're recording and uh, I've been doing well. It has been a busy couple of weeks for a few different reasons. Um, the, primar- the, the primary reason why it's been so busy for me is two things, actually. Um, we have a retreat this weekend and it's our first all church retreat in about five years. Uh, I think oh. they were supposed to have it like every three years, but then because of pandemic got moved back. And so it's just been like a ton of planning and I'm not planning the whole thing at by any means, actually. In fact, m- the majority of it is being planned by other people, but I do have a few small responsibilities here and there. And so it's taken up quite a bit of my attention um, this week. And then at the same time, um, we've actually been reshuffling our offices at church. And so a bunch of us have been moving offices, getting new um, office mates and things like that. And so I spent the whole weekend basically moving into my new office, which included I had to tape everything up, paint, uh, put new paint down, patch up some holes in the wall, um, and then uh, move all of my furniture and stuff. And, and actually the, the, the hardest part about moving was moving like the probably like 400 pounds plus worth of books um, from our second floor to our first floor. And so, you know, packing all those books up and then unpacking them and moving them took quite a bit. So uh, it's good to be on this podcast. It's just been a kind of a crazy week and a half or so. Mm. Yeah. Are you, are you pretty sore from moving that, moving that <laughs> stuff around? Uh, not too. I did use our elevator uh, to move it down the stairs, but it's still like, you know, I just, I feel like packing these books into boxes, you don't realize how heavy like paper copy books are until they're all put into like a giant cardboard box and then having to carry that even to like a dolly and then, you know, whatever, like pushing it around. Um, But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm doing all right. Yeah. I mean, I, that, that's why I like using Logos Bible software Mm. because all of the resources are in my laptop Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on my computer. That's a plug for Logos. So hopefully we can get a, (laughs) maybe it'll sponsor us. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, how, how have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, it's been good. A good week. Uh, busy week. Um, our oldest went for a seventh grade field trip to Springfield overnight. Hmm. And so uh, this is not his first overnight trip away, but, you know, he hasn't done a lot of them. And so naturally for me and Jenny and for the rest of the kids, it's it was kind of different and weird. And, you know, you're you're always a little bit I'm always a little bit stressed out when he goes off by himself, wanting him to make the right decisions and do the right thing. And 
you know, also to be safe and that sort of thing. So uh, it's just a reminder that, you know, my kids are growing up and earlier this summer, he said to me and Jenny, I don't know if I told you this, he said, um, mom and dad, I only have six summers left with you. And I was like, man, do not say it like that. That is, that sounds horrible. Um, but um, it's very dramatic. It, yeah, very much so. Uh, but we're, we, you know, we're, we're missing him uh, during this trip. He's, he's coming back tonight, actually. So hmm. I'll go pick him up. But yeah. Cool. That's exciting. Signs of growing up, though. I, I bet you probably wish he would slow down a bit. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? Soon, though, he'll be like, he'll probably be driving in a couple of years. And then he starts being really helpful because you have all these siblings that you have to cart around and, you know, things take him to school and things like that. So that's exactly what our daughter said on the car ride today to school. She was <laughs> like, you know what? In a few years, Jackson could drive us around and you and mommy can go on a date and Jackson will buy us dinner. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Evie in a few years that will happen. Yeah. Pretty sure yeah. you'll be still buying that dinner, but oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we're, uh, we are on here today to hang out with uh, a new guest, someone that we have not had on the podcast before. And I'm excited for this because uh, our guest today is Randy Pang. Randy is a friend that I met here in the Bay Area just in the last two years. He is the English pastor at Peninsula Community Alliance Church, um, which is, I believe, in San Mateo. Um, but mm -hmm. he actually also happens to serve at a second church um, in a part-time capacity. And so uh, he's also the ministry assistant at Tri-Valley Chinese Bible Church. And so, Randy, we're excited to talk with you about your ministries and to hear a bit of your story. So welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Excited to be here. Thanks, Randy. Could you just briefly share about your ministry journey, your calling into pastoral ministry, and then maybe even just a little bit about how you ended up at two different Chinese heritage churches at the same time? Sure, yeah. Um, I actually didn't want to be a pastor. Uh, I, I, if, if you told me 10 years ago that uh, I was going to be a pastor uh, at my, at my, at the church that I grew up, like I, I would have thought that, you know, yeah, you were crazy. But, but uh, uh, I think, I think the story went something like um, I was hanging out uh, in my senior pastor's house at the time. I was hanging out with, you know, with some friends and, and I was just joking with him. I said, you know, Hey, Mushi, um, you know, <laughs> pastor, like, like um, I want to be a pastor. And I was just joking. But he took me seriously, and and he so from from then on, from from that uh, moment on, he would not let it go. Every time he would see me, he would be like Pastor Randy, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, hey, you know, I never told him that I was joking, and so uh, eventually he uh, he basically you know recommended me to uh, go to seminary. Uh, I think I think it was like maybe uh, five years or five six years uh, down the road, and. And it, yeah, it wasn't until then that I really felt like uh, God had called me into ministry. Uh, before, you know, before I, I was just, you know, my undergrad was, uh, I was a hospita hospitality major. Um, I was, uh, you know, doing restaurant uh, management. Uh, that's my, that was my uh, undergrad. Um, and um, after I graduated uh, from SF State, I think it was around 2011, uh, I actually went into firefighting. Um, and I went back to school for firefighting uh, and I, I basically finished that. And uh, after I finished that, you know, I was so burnt out 
you know, I was so I was working at Starbucks at the time too, and and I was just doing everything. I wanted I wanted to get promoted at at Starbucks, uh, and I wanted to do well. And uh, I, I I wanted to I wanted to start working on the ambulance, uh, you know, to become an EMT, and that's like a stepping stone to be a firefighter. And so I was doing all these things, and then I was looking out uh, uh, at my at my work window uh, one day. Uh, I was you know making a latte and. A, and I was like, you know, what am I doing, God? It's like, I, I feel like I'm trying to do so much, uh, but yet I feel so tired. I feel so burnt out. And and I just felt um, at that point, he was telling me, you know, Randy, I love you. You know, like, it <laughs> just love me. And and I feel like it was uh, in those little tiny moments where I paused and, and began to reflect. I felt like his his gentle whisper was, was uh, always there, you know, uh, not really... Uh, he he didn't really want me to you know uh, try to pursue perfection in, in everything that I do, uh, but he just wanted uh, my affections uh, for him. And so even going into seminary, I had that mindset. You know, I'm not trying to get another degree, uh, but I'm just trying to uh, love him and love his people. And so, in short, that that's uh, my calling in a nutshell. Um, as to how I. Uh, ended up in two different churches. Uh, I think it's it's just uh, the reality of being a Bay Area pastor. You know, I was I was uh, I think it was around last year. Um, I, I actually I've been praying to God. I've been praying to God. Um, you know, to not necessarily uh, give me financial stability. He has always given me that. Um, but I think it's the itch of really wanting to be used. Um, because hmm. um, my role is, you know, relatively small um, at my church, um, although now it's really picking up. Uh, so that has changed a little bit. Yeah. So you, you know, are serving in these two different places. And uh, I'm, I'm curious, like, if you could tell us a little bit about both churches, uh, what are the, the differences in your responsibilities in these two roles? Are the congregations different? Are they similar? Um, yeah. What, just kind of give us a little rundown of, of both Peninsula um, Community Alliance Church and Tri-Valley Chinese Bible Church. Yeah, uh, my main church is, um, it used to be in, uh, we used to uh, rent a space in a high school gymnasium, uh, or I think it was uh, uh, the auditorium. Uh, the youth group met in the gymnasium. And uh, I think it's, it's a pretty typical uh uh, church plant where you know you start renting out space and, and eventually we we bought a building in uh, in Cimitel. and I think one of the major differences right now uh, is that uh, we don't have that much youth uh, in uh, in our in our group, uh, whereas in in the Travali Church uh, we have a lot of youth, um, and. Uh, we actually uh, have a lot of boys uh, in uh, a lot of a lot of young guys in in uh, Detroit Valley Church. Um, I, actually, in both churches right now, we have a lot of boys. But I, I grew up with mostly girls in my fellowship, and so it was it was it's kind of a it was kind of a weird transition for me. You know, you know, instead of you know talking to girls now, now I'm surrounded by boys. Um, so that's definitely a, a, a pretty interesting change for me. Uh, different, you know, it comes with different challenges when you know. Uh, taking care of a room full of guys. Um, but I think the major difference, um, I think maybe the size of the church, uh, the size of the church is definitely uh, uh, changes things a lot. The dynamics uh, are really different in terms of uh, 
uh, the elder board, for example. Um, the elders in the Tri-Valley Church uh, are really involved in the English ministry, uh, whereas uh, in uh, in the Peninsula Church, uh, I'm mostly, you know, doing my own thing. And um, we're, you know, slowly getting more uh, immersed uh, with the Chinese side. That's kind of one of my my goals is to really uh, uh, serve together uh, in, in a multi-generational capacity. Yeah, I, I would imagine that that's probably pretty hard to, I don't know if you're, you need to like switch on and switch off when you kind of, you know, go between, you know, one church or the other, but it sounds also like, because there's, you know, size difference and even demographic difference, um, that there, there's, maybe there's some ways that you can create partnership between two churches. Have you sought to do that? Or how does that, how does your role being, you know, on staff at both churches and then being, you know, actually like a member of one uh, fit into these two churches maybe partnering together or, or is that something that you're, you've, you've thought about? Yeah, we actually, uh, we were actually supposed to do a summer retreat together hmm. uh, uh, last summer or just this, this, the summer that just passed. And um, I, but I had, I had a hard time getting my parents uh, from uh, my main church uh, on board with uh uh, you know, on board, you know, because uh, the Trevally Church was in, in, you know, basically in charge of uh, the uh, the summer retreat. Um, but but that was actually one of the onboarding uh, mentions that, that I really wanted my board to to understand that I wasn't just trying to get another job and leave somewhere, you know, <laughs> like I'm not trying to jump ship and and, you know, you know, find out a church. Um, but but I really wanted them to see that, like. Um, we can mutually, uh, we were mutually beneficial to one another. And, and over, I think it was kind of like a learning process that over time I realized that, you know, we still have some ways to go um, uh, for our church to really, uh, you know, break out of their uh, comfort zone uh, and really grow in that direction. Um, but I think slowly, you know, think slowly, I think they, they start to see that, you know, um, you know, uh, Tri-Valley is treating me well, you know, and, 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 and that, you know, they're, they're really here to help, uh, not just, uh, you know, take away my time, you know, on a Friday night. Yeah. Can I ask, so Peninsula is a, a CMA church. It's an Alliance right. church, right? Mm -hmm. Tri-Valley, is that a, is that under denomination or? The Chinese Bible church, uh, might have, uh, affiliations, uh, with uh, other, uh, Bible churches, um, I think there was there is uh, another Chinese Bible church in Alameda, and they have uh, uh, I think they have associate they associate with one another as well. Cool. Okay, and there's not there's not really any conflict in terms of partnering together that way due to denominations or. Yeah, I think it was that was one of the uh, that was also one of the uh, uh, mentions. We kind of have to walk through the the entire process. If you know my my board asks a lot of questions, and you know just to make sure. Uh, that you know all, all, all the statement of faiths uh, uh, align with with our uh, denomination as well. So there was a little bit of that, um, and so it was definitely it, it, the process went smooth. So so I really praise God for that. Um, I actually um, at first I I was really hesitant. I didn't really know if I if I should you know take on another uh, another uh, you know uh, part time role, uh, especially at another church. 
Um, but I feel like it was really the grace of God. Um, you know, the, everybody was basically supportive of this idea. Yeah, you know, when I was uh, when I was a youth pastor in the Chicago suburbs, um, we had partnerships relationship with other Alliance churches near us, um, and really, really great ones that I enjoyed uh, immensely. Um, but we also had partnership with non-Alliance churches, um, primarily because they were uh, the other Chinese churches in the Chicagoland area were not in the CMA. Um, but I, I always felt like beyond just like the cultural similarity, um, it was good to have partnership that was both in and out of the denomination because it, it gives me a new perspective or different perspective. Yeah. Um, and really, <clears throat> I mean, we're all, we're all on the same team, right? We may have slightly different um, theological uh, leanings or slightly different thing emphasis that we have uh, as churches or as denominations, but I think ultimately um, we're we're trying to proclaim the kingdom of God uh, wherever He has us, and so that's it, really awesome that you guys are trying to pursue partnership um, together. and And it sounds like you are in this prime position to be a bridge uh, between the two churches, which is pretty unique. I feel like there's not a lot. Um, of people who have that, uh, who have that opportunity. I think the closest I imagine, like, you know, for Jalen and I, we both have a lot of connection with the church we grew up at, um, even though neither of us served in those church, in that church. Um, when we, when I was in Chicago, I didn't serve in that church and Jalen doesn't serve in that church right now. Um, and so they're still maintaining that relationship and that partnership. Um, but I wanted to go back to something you mentioned earlier is that you really have a heart for uh, seeing like multiple generations coming together uh, in the church and uh, really being intergenerational. Right. And so, um, yeah, I guess I'm just, I'm curious to hear, like, what are some of the ways that you have tried to pursue that in your, in these two places, um, whether it's Peninsula or at Tri-Valley? Yeah, in my, in my main role right now, uh, we actually didn't have a, a robust children's ministry, uh, especially during the pandemic. When the pandemic hit, uh, basically everything stopped and and partially it was my thought in 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 assuming that um somebody was taking care of the kids um and and so i i i i um i, I remember i was going on a prayer walk uh in costco uh one day and I was praying to God, you know, I was, you know, I was par par partially shopping. And then that's my, you know, I, I can't just do regular prayer walks and that's too boring for me. Like <laughs> I, I can't go out into nature and just, you know, pray. Um, I think my that's kind of uh, my wife's specialty. But for me, I, I like to, I, I need to be, you know, active, you know, kind of like, uh, uh, who's the guy, uh, who's that guy, um, uh, the, the early century monk, it was a St. Bernard or something like that. Uh, he, he washed, you know, he washed dishes and, you know, that's the time that that he he got connected with God. And for me, it's just, you know, grocery shopping, you know, that's like my happy place. <laughs> so, so Whole Foods and Costco, that's my that's my go to for prayer walks. Um, and, and so I was, I was doing this prayer walk on uh, in Costco and I was looking at, you know, these random items and and I really felt like God impressed on my heart. You know, I was praying to God. I was like, God, like, what do you want me to do? Uh, because during the pandemic, my my job responsibility, you know, got cut by a lot, you know, just sitting in front of a screen. I'm sure you guys know how, how it was during that time. Um, and, you know, as I was uh, looking around and 
And I thought God was 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 telling me, it's like you're treating church like you're treating like like your shopping list at Costco. You know, you're looking at all the items that you don't need, right? You know, Costco has a lot of <laughs> a lot of things to look at. I have to go down every single aisle every time. It doesn't matter if I if, if I need stuff or don't need stuff. Like every, I have to go down every single aisle to make sure I didn't miss anything. You know, I'm always looking out for the new products. I felt like God was telling me, you're treating church like this. You know, all the stuff that you need, you're not getting, but you're looking at everything that, that you know, you know, I don't need uh, uh, for my church. And, and so that really got me um, at, to ask the question is like, God, what do you want me uh, to do? Like, what is the need uh, in my church right now? And, and I knew in the back of my mind that the answer was the trueness ministry. Like nobody uh, really cared about the kids uh, to state it uh, simply. And, and I would, you know, and, and many, uh, and I think some of the parents would agree um, and actually, uh, you know, verbatim said it back to me, you know, uh, we need to care more about these kids. So, um, and I actually didn't want to do Trina's ministry. I, I, this was kind of like, uh, I, I, it was almost like I stumbled into it. Um, I did, I took care of kids, you know, in the past, I didn't really like it. Um, and so, uh, we didn't necessarily, uh, uh, have the skill, uh, to run Trina's ministry. Um, but we, we, you know, we came together as a team, um, I feel a couple of us and, and we basically said, you know, if this is something that God wanted us to do, you know, we have to do it, whether or not we have the skill or not. And so, uh, we started it and, you know, uh, and, and I was kind of asking the question, God, like, um, just cause this was still during the pandemic. And I was like, how do I get, you know, you know, 15 kids, to sit still at a desk, you know, for, for an hour, every Sunday morning over zoom, like, you know, how does that work? And I have so many questions and, um, but every Sunday they showed up, they sat down and I, I'm, I feel like that might be a luxury on, you know, in, in our church. I'm not, I'm pretty sure not, not all churches are like that, but I really felt the grace of God uh, during this time. And, and so uh, when we transitioned back to in-person this year, um, I think, uh you know that really helped that zoom uh environment really helped us uh you know kind of create a bond uh, so that when we started meeting in person again it was you know not easy i think there was many changes that that uh we had to uh, that had to be made and we had to adjust to um but overall that's how uh the children ministry uh got started yeah how have you seen in in both churches because it sounds like I think you said at Peninsula, there's fewer children at Tri-Valley. There's more children. How have you seen the relationship between maybe like parents and their children uh, in, in both contexts? And how have you kind of been, you know, a mediator? How have you kind of helped to bridge that gap in both churches just because of the differences in numbers? Right. Um, I actually, uh, uh, I have to correct that um, uh, because, uh, I only need to take care of the uh, youth in Tri-Valley. Tri-Valley is mu a much bigger church or maybe a, a, about, you know, bigger about by about like maybe 100, 100 people, maybe or something like that. Um, so I'd never see the, the Truden side uh, uh, in Tri-Valley. Um, so um, I think for my own church, um, uh, we have this, we have this uh, slogan uh, that we came up with uh, uh, a couple, couple of years back and, 
and uh, the slogan was uh, "Living the Call Together." Um, and uh, but you know, even even though you know we had this slogan, um, uh, the English, uh, my role uh, in, as English pastor um, never really fit into that. So I really had to um, kind of see where uh, the opportunities are. Uh, for example, like uh, our English ministry used to meet at 5 uh, p.m. at night, uh, whereas the the rest of the services uh, were in the morning, 9, 9.30, 11, and they'll be done, you know, out the door and the church will be empty by 12 o'clock. And so we were so far removed, uh, uh, even just uh, physically, uh, from the, the rest of the people. Uh, it felt like we were do more doing like a church plant uh, uh, rather than, uh, you know, uh, an English ministry in the Chinese church. Um, and so I felt like um, doing some of those practical switches uh, really helped out. Um, but uh, there were, you know, I feel, feel like uh, it needs to be reinforced. Uh, and so sometimes I'll mention it, you know, uh, you know, in our meetings that we need to uh, do more things together. And so um, I think ever since we, we moved back to uh, our services uh, to the morning, uh, we were able to, you know, even just communicate, you know, just do, you know, because, you know, if you don't see each other, you know, you don't communicate, uh, you don't uh, uh, do anything at all together. And so just having a, a presence, uh, um, a time slot, uh, you know, you know, getting, getting us to uh, be able to interact with, with one another really helps. And, and I think, um, for my main church, it really helps to uh, get to know the parents as well um, and know that this is more of a holistic uh, picture. Um, and, and so I, in some ways, um, I don't really want to compare, but I kind of have to. Like uh, for the Tri-Valley Church, um, they actually have, from what I heard, uh, they actually have, um, uh, uh, they actually invite the parents to sit in uh, once a month uh, in their English services. Um, and so, and so I think really, I think the common denominator is to get the parents involved and, and be surprised that, um, uh, parents actually love spending time with their, uh, next generation. Um, I don't know about everyone else, but parents definitely, uh, if, if you take care of the kids, they'll love it. <laughs> um, Hey, for just for clarification at Peninsula, um, your children's ministry are most of the kids coming from families in the Chinese congregations um, yes. or are they okay and then your English service is that mostly like young people next-gen folks um, like 30 and under or so? um, okay there are some uh, that recently uh, immigrated mm -hmm. uh, from you know whether whether it's Taiwan or China um, but most of them I would say yeah are second gen kids yeah. Okay, but but well, you do get that sporadic um, uh, uh, people that just immigrate over mm -hmm. uh, maybe like really recently. Yeah, I think that's what I was imagining when you were sharing or when you were talking about it. Uh, but I just wanted to to make sure. And so I know you know you said one of the ways that you have um, seen this relationship building together uh, between your congregations um, is just by having presence together, right? So it sounds like you moved from the five p.m. slot to a different time. Uh, maybe to be closer to the Chinese services. Um, but what are, you know, what are some other ways that you feel like you've been able to partner um, or, or see these two congregations share resources 
um, within your church at Peninsula? Or maybe what are ways that you are dreaming towards um, sharing resources or partnering together um, down the road? Are there, are there ways that you feel like the Lord has really put a burden on your heart for these things? My main thing is really to dwell in the principles uh, of ministry. Um, and I got this from uh, uh, Warren, uh, this guy named uh, Warren uh, Risby. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his real name right. And one of the things that he talked about in in his in one of his books uh, is that you know methods are many, uh, but principles are few. And and I feel like in many sense we have tried so many methods, but we have lacked the principles. And I and I think for for those who have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, when, you know, you decide to come up with a program, right? That would be a method uh, when you, um, you know, try to have a coffee shop in the, in the lobby of a church. That's a method you can do ministry in. Um, but principles uh, are things like love, for example. Uh, we need to love people as a foundational principle before we can even talk about methods, and so that that's that's one of the things that I really hope that not just my church, but that uh, all churches similar to you know, I guess all churches kind of need to uh, uh, realize that even even to do maybe uh, it'll, it'll be helpful to to set as a reminder that um, you know first things first you know uh, foundational uh, foundational principles first come first, and so I, I really. Um, you know, in, in the children's ministry context or the multi-generational context, um, I really hope that um, my parents can see that um, every time they come, uh, they're not just dropping the kids off and, you know, having it and, you know, you know treat me as like a, a, a child care, um, you know, uh, a teacher or whatever, whatever they call it. Uh, but that uh, they they need to actually to be everybody actually needs uh, to be involved and they actually need to genuinely care about uh, uh, about their uh, offspring's uh, uh, spiritual life uh, because it can't be a one person job it can't be a you know it it can't just be the uh, the job of um, you know the team. You know, even even if even if we had a, a whole team, you know, full of people being able to minister to their kids, right? Um, uh, my hope is that um, uh, the kids can model after their parents' uh, spirituality, uh, if anything. Yeah, I love that idea of of holding on to your principles and recognizing what is valuable, what's necessary, what's needed. And I think that you know, as you're saying, you know, finding finding common ground on those principles is not just healthy, you know, within congregations, you know, within a first generation congregation, second generation congregation, but even I think as we consider like partnering with other churches, like in some ways you're, you almost have to partner, you know, with, with, um, with two different churches because they share you as a resource. Uh, and so understanding how to, how to do that, I think is, is really helpful and healthy. If we can do that well within our own Chinese heritage churches, that gives us, foundation for building you know healthy partnerships with other congregations other churches as well so i, I think that's such a yeah. such an important point to make hmm. well we thank you for being on with us randy one question that we always end with is what is one piece of advice or encouragement you would give to someone that's currently serving in the chinese heritage church or possibly in two chinese heritage churches <laughs> like you 
<laughs> I, I guess since uh, since uh, I work at two different churches, uh, I, I actually have two. Hmm. Um, and I, I, and the first one is uh, really to network to see God's glory. Um, and I think we network for many different reasons. Uh, we network to you know get. Uh, get preaching help from another church, right? We, you know, there's so many great, you know, uh, networking um, uh, benefits. Uh, you know, they teach us this, you know, concept, you know, from college, right? Uh, but I, I, I'm really starting to see that uh, networking to see God's glory is really important. And I think what I mean by that is uh, when I, uh, I, I recently moved uh, to Dublin uh, around three years ago. And and that was part of the reason how I ended up, you know, getting connected to uh, some of these other churches uh, uh, in the East Bay. Uh, so during the pandemic, I was, you know, basically stuck at home like everybody else. And and I was praying to God. I was like, God, um, I want to do something more. Um, and so I, God literally answered my prayer. Uh, um, and I felt like he impressed on me, on my heart to just reach out to anybody that's that was not unchurched uh, that didn't go to church and I, I I knew this friend uh who didn't who hadn't gone who hadn't gone to church for a long time but he was a you know an old friend of mine so I reached out to him and he basically told me he was going to uh assume fellowship uh with his with his brother and so one thing led to another and we started meeting on this assume men's fellowship and uh, they were friends with uh, another pastor, um, uh, you know, that that went, you know, that that basically was connected to all the churches uh, uh, here in the East Bay. Because, you know, um, when, when me and my wife uh, got a place in Dublin, um, it wasn't like it was maybe like six months in um, the pandemic hit. So we had no time. Uh, to network, we had no time to really explore uh, churches. Um, everything just shut down, and and so I got connected to this men's group, and and all of a sudden, um, I started making all these connections, and I even I even met a pastor uh, in the East Bay, and his name is uh, uh, Pastor Randy as well, and and he actually uh, he actually shared uh, the same wedding anniversary uh, with me and my wife, and so I really felt like man, that's this is. There's no this this can't be just coincidence, <laughs> and so, um, and so, I, you know, from from then on, um, you know, now I know like, man, so many different connections, um, like like how like what you were saying earlier, uh, John, uh, you know, like it, there's so many denominations and and so many different uh pastors I'm now meeting. And, and it's just a beautiful picture, a really beautiful mosaic, you know, not every single piece, uh, you know, uh, aligns together the way we'd imagine in our heads, at least. Um, and it's such a beautiful picture of what God is doing in the Bay Area. And and, uh, and I just really enjoy uh, being immersed in that um, because, you know, my church, you know, Peninsula Church is just one small piece of the puzzle. And and because it, and and I'm and and I'm mentioning this because it it can be so uh it can be so bogged down or you can be so bogged down by looking at this one little tiny piece of puzzle. I don't know if you guys ever done puzzles before, but 
uh, we can sometimes I feel like we can do this silly thing where we you know hold up this one little tiny piece of puzzle and you know out of like a thousand pieces, and we're trying to say you know what am I trying to do with this piece, you mm -hmm. know, and because by itself it's kind of weird and it's kind of awkward, you know, right? And 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 you know you can't even really make out what God is doing, and sometimes. Uh, you know, you know, you look at the picture on this little tiny piece and it's like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but when, but when you uh, kind of stand back and you look at everything, like all of a sudden you're like, wow, okay, so this is what, I, what I'm trying to do. So I feel like networking uh, for the, to, to see God's glory uh, really gives us a better perspective of what God is trying to do in the Bay Area. Um, and I guess the second one, um, is one that that is really uh, personal to me. And I feel like um, as a pastor, um, I don't know who needs to hear this, um, but uh, because sometimes as a English pastor in a heritage church, um, it can get really lonely. And sometimes you just forget to feed yourself. Hmm. And I feel like if there's any advice I can give to somebody uh, um, uh, in, that's, that may be sitting in, 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 you know, in my position, um, I would just uh, tell them, you know, hey, you are meant to eat at God's table. You are meant to eat at the Father's table. Um, and, 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 I, and I started realizing this uh, when when I, you know, go to other churches and, and I, when I actually have time to worship, you know, and, and participate in inspiration or whatever it might be. And, 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 uh, and uh, when we take time to do that, like, um, I think it was just last week, I attended a, a Barna conference in, in at, at a church called Three Crosses. And um, there was this amazing African-American uh, worship leader and I was like, oh, man, I was just standing there. Oh, man, this is so good. And I was like, man, like I haven't had this. Uh, I haven't sat at God's table for so long. And I was like, man, God, I need more of this. And that just made me realize uh, how much, uh, you know, you know, we all know this, right? Like, we all know we need to be fed, too. But uh, sometimes we're just so busy and, and we we end up forgetting. So if there's a, another piece of important advice, you know, um, we're meant to eat at God's table. Yeah, those are both um, just good words, Randy. Thank you for sharing those. And thank you for your time this morning, hanging out with us and recording this podcast. Uh, yeah, it's just been good. So we're just uh, thankful for your ministry in two different places and um, your partnership with us too. Yeah, thanks again for having me. Thanks, Randy. That's the end of our episode. Thanks for joining us today on the Bamboo Pastors Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the pod on whatever platform you listen to us on. Rate and review us and check in every week as we explore the joys and challenges of ministry in the Chinese church. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bamboo Pastors. See you next time.